Y'all listening to that 20 by 20 podcast, the best of wrestling, the best of hip-hop. Check it out. Boom. This is the 20 by 20 podcast. Shout out to the nation of domination. Yeah. High in these potty streets, but we doing our thing. Tell Coco beware, bringing them birds to the ring. Attitude error, WWF on the leather. It's that 2020 podcast. I go wherever your shorty with a frog splash. She look like Sunny, but she Puerto Rican. I came through like the repo man creeping. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the 20 by 20 podcast, and this is also episode 131. We are your host, Nathan McFly, with... She she looks like she Puerto Rican, but her name is Altagracia. Shout out to the Nation of Domination. Shout out her business. I'm going to talk about a little about her business. Shout out to Los Boricuas. Shout out to Sabio Vegas Bodega. What up? Yeah. It's your motherfucking boy, B I N G Bing. You heard? Three headed monsters back. And I just want to say one thing. Fuck Brian Alvarez, nigga. You heard? Oh. Oh. Yes. Oh, spicy. Yo, listen. All right. Check it out. I know we usually start off, you know, with an intro and shit, and we talk our shit, and, you know, we, we just basically. <laughs> Like, kind of, you know, get our thoughts together with, with what's going on throughout the week. Right, right. We're doing this podcast a day earlier, so we're not watching NXT. We're not watching AEW. There's other things to talk about as well, but I really want to talk about this bird-ass motherfucker, Brian Alvarez. All right, before we do that, because honestly, all right, this is the first time I'm hearing the name Brian Alvarez. No. So, oh, you think Brian Alvarez, bro? Think they same shit. I saw that, but is this somebody who we normally pay attention to their opinion? We value their opinion. He's he's his Doja boy, so like his words carry weight with the internet wrestling community that hates the WWE. And because he's a failed wrestler and a bitter bitch ass nigga, he says things to rile up that side of the audience and get them you know to 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 keep thinking that same way and keep them in that same ilk that nigga just spreads hate and bullshit and he be wrong a lot of the time with predictions and this gonna happen that gonna happen he's a fucking asshole bro all right so with that said what happened all right so you know like like being said like that that's basically him he was a you know he was a up-and-coming wrestler even he even wrestled for ovw which was at one point um the developmental system for the wwe right, right? they make it so he's so, so he's on this podcast with dave Meltzer as they do throughout the week all the time talking about wrestling talking about you know certain topics here and there and then the topic i don't even know how the topic came up because he just started talking about cancer and he was like yeah he's like my boy wang and like yo just by him saying what like Seriously, it's like he fucking picked the name out of the fucking sky, bro. My buddy, my buddy Wang, was battling leukemia. Oh, not that, not not, not that Roman leukemia. Not the Roman Reigns leukemia, like Roman. It was, it was really bad. 
Like, are you fucking kidding me, my nigga? Like, the thing is, the way he said it, it's like he was just dumbing down whatever Roman was going through. Because, you know, what Roman was going through wasn't as bad because he took um, uh, oral medication in order to do, like, oral chemo, right? But also, that was his second time. He, niggas don't realize Roman been dealing with this since he was 19. The nigga's 35 years old now. Yeah. It's not his first time dealing with it. And, yo, he's an athlete. He works for the WWE. You're going to get the best doctors. You're going to get the best treatment. That doesn't mean what he had couldn't have fucking killed him. Because, yo, at that age, with leukemia, nigga, we don't need, we, we, you know, we know it's touched all of us personally. You know what I'm saying? Your bro, may he rest in peace. Will, your pops, may he rest in peace. My grandfather, my girl's mom. All of us have been touched by this fucking disease. So you can't downplay that shit. You can't say something like that and then say it that fucking way and think nobody's going to take offense to you. Nigga, you knew what you was doing by saying that too. You knew you was going to get a reaction out of it. The nigga's probably sitting back smirking about this shit because he just looks like that type of dickhead. He you got know, that full ass face, you know what I mean? He got one of those faces, like, well, fuck out of here, my nigga. And what really, what really, like, fucked me up in the way he said things is, like, instead of saying, you know what, my bad, my the way I was trying to word things was wrong, you know, I, I shouldn't have downplayed any any type of severity of, of cancer and all this other shit. This thing, him and fucking Dave Meltzer put out links to a site that show you severities of cancer and the the percentage of of people that can live with it and that can't. It's like, yo, you're you're trying to defend your argument. You can't defend your argument on a fucking disease that's been that's killing millions of fucking people and millions right. of fucking people are fighting this shit. Right. And my, not that. my brother lost his fucking fight two months ago to fucking leukemia. And you're downplaying that shit? Right. You know, when my, yo, my brother doesn't know Roman Reigns from a hole in the wall. He was brought to, he, he was, he, Roman Reigns was in front of his face. You know why? Because Roman Reigns put himself in front of there like, yeah, I suffer from leukemia too. And he started doing these commercials, started, started going around, you know, spreading the news like, yo, this could happen to fucking anybody. Putting himself out there in the public like, yo, it happened to me, it could fucking happen to you. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And and my brother loved that shit. He's like, yo, a lot of people hide if they're suffering from stuff like that. They don't want people to know. And this guy's putting himself out there. So he knows and feels my pain as well because we got the same shit. You know what I'm saying? My, my, brother, my brother's um leukemia was uh, a form of leukemia that is only it's only attracted by uh by toddlers and little kids. So they were saying that, like, yo, you have a you have a great chance of living with this. You just got to, you know, do your thing, all this other shit. But my brother having two murmurs, having heart surgery, all that other shit before all this was happening. And then while all this shit was happening, the shit took a toll on his fucking body, bro. You know what I'm saying? Shit got worse. When he went through his second remission, shit got worse. You can't downplay nothing, bro. Somebody tells me, yeah, I only, it's only stage one and stage two. Nigga, you're still in one of the stages. The fuck you mean it's only stage one and stage two? That shit get aggressive out of nowhere. My grandfather, my, my pop, my, my dad's pop, he was still living in, in, in the building on 149. 
when he got diagnosed with prostate cancer the first time. Niggas did the surgery, everything. He, he fought it. He went into remission. They were like, yo, you're good money. You should be great. My grandmother got sick with Alzheimer's. She was fucked up to the point that that nigga was he, her caretaker for everything. He goes, he takes her to a doctor appointment. The doctor looks at him like, yo, you look fucked up, bro. Come sit down. They check him, do blood tests, boom, boom, boom. The shit came back. Even more aggressive. He was fucked. He didn't tell nobody. A whole year passed by. My grandmother died. Still didn't tell nobody. Cause my pops. Y'all got stage four cancer. What the? Pew, nigga flies out to PR. He's out there for a month. Nigga comes back. He's back a month. My grandfather passes away. Like, that quick. Just one day to the next, basically. He saw him and he was like, he looked alright. He came back and he had to go back again. He went back again. He was like, I was just here last month. What what the what the fuck happened? Bro, that shit just eats you the fuck up in ways that people cannot understand. If you've never seen it or been around it, you just don't know, bro. And the way that that like just seeing yo, even though them niggas didn't have the best relationship, but just seeing him fucked up like that and just anybody that just makes light of this shit, you gotta be a real piece of shit. Or exactly. you have to be completely tone deaf with everything that's going on in the world for you to make a comment like that and think nobody's going to get affected. Like, bro, I will punch this nigga in his fucking mouth if I see this nigga. That's facts. That's words to everything. Word to my dead grandfather. I will knock this nigga the fuck out because you wilding. You disrespected mad people. You affected mad people what you're saying. And you're saying that shit for your corny ass in the basement jerking off with fucking sandpaper ass fucking fan base corny ass niggas that don't like Roman, so because of that you're gonna use this for shock value? Nigga, fuck you. To get streams on your show that no one listens to? Suck a fucking dick, my nigga. Yeah, the the dude seems like he's like really into the like shocking saying like ridiculous shit. Oh yeah. Listening to him and Meltzer go on and on about, you know, Survivor Series like they was going through the show. And just like their commentary, especially his, was just like it was it was like super negative. But then he'll be like, Oh, this match was horrible. Oh, the Roman Reigns match and oh that match was horrible, but towards the end it was an amazing match. And I'm just like, yo, was it a bad match or was it oh. a an amazing match? Like I don't I don't get it. So he was like all over the place, like he was just saying wild shit. So he just seems like the type, like that's his style to just Say shit like this, that way people talk about it, and it's like, really, who gives a fuck about what this guy says? But, but peep this, bro, peep this, and I, I, I had noticed this like a month ago. I think it was you, Nats, that you had sent me a, a YouTube video about these bloggers being on AEW's playlist, and I watched somebody's blog. The dude's a wrestler too, but he does a YouTube blog. I can't remember the dude's name. Some big white dude, but he's like, Meltzer and Alvarez are both on AEW's payroll. And nigga, I, the fucking light went off on my head like bling. I was like, yo, if you listen to their commentary and just follow them along from right before AEW started, they were criticizing the shit out of them, the moves they were making and who they were signing and all this shit. Now you fast forward a fucking year later and AEW can do no wrong to these niggas. Nothing they do is fucked up. Anytime they lose in the rating or anytime they do a segment that don't work, niggas blame something else. They somehow find a way to blame WWE for these niggas fucking up. They're not just drinking the cool. The niggas is drinking the AEW nut straight from the cock. 
straight from the nutsack. Just ah, feed me. Fuck out of here. That bullshit. Fuck both of those niggas. Yo, they, you know what's crazy is that they're like there's you know there's videos that like yo if he's not if he's not an AEW bias he's like then I don't know what this is so they're they're talking about um segments on NXT and AEW for the night and this was like you know this was probably months back probably like six months ago if that where they're like all right so we have a tag team championship match on NXT it's undisputed era versus versus Keith Lee and Donovan Dijak. And then they were like, on on AEW, we have a turkey celebration for La Champion. And I'm like, he was more, he's like, you know, the he's like, the tag matches, uh, it's whatever. But hey, you know, we got Jericho here. And I'm like, yo, my man, are you really downplaying Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish versus Dijak and Keith Lee? A nigga, you said it earlier. He was in OVW when it was still a WWE developmental territory, and he burnt the entire fuck out and failed, and he's bitter. He's like a fucking baby mama when a nigga find a new bitch and he happy. This nigga hates WWE. You hear it in everything he talks about. There's never any... Like, you can't be that biased unless you're getting paid, bro. I'm sorry. You can't hate it that much. You can't. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And Meltzer, too. Both of them niggas, bro. They, they're they definitely getting paid by fucking AEW. You know what? Fuck AEW for employing these motherfuckers and letting them say shit like this and acting like shit is okay. Because them niggas are supposed to be the new progressive, new wave, let's not offend anybody type shit. You really know how these niggas try to present themselves. But that's you have these shit on your payroll? Come on, son. That's why I'm I'm actually leaving that that comment right there. I'm leaving it open. Because this is all allegedly like that that uh that payroll paper that came out right, right, right. all allegedly like if they're paying Brian Alvarez more than Meltzer and Keller like that to me that's crazy because Mel- Keller has been doing has been doing what he what they call uh wrestling journalism for over thirty years just like fucking uh Meltzer and shit like Keller- that. Keller's the only one that gives an unbiased opinion. He still leans AW, but he's not on the dick like these niggas. Like these niggas suck that shit's dick. And he'd be like, eh, I'll touch it a little. But he's not, <laughs> he don't wild out niggas be doing, bro. Fuck. Come on, son. So I'ma leave that open for discussion. But to be honest, man, like I'm only talking about Alvarez right now, bro. Like just just his his like unwillingness, yeah, just the bullshit of like, yo, my man. Regardless if it was severe or not, you don't downplay this shit, bro. Nah, man. This is not something to fucking play with. This is sure. not something to fucking drive up the ratings, bro. You know that what? Like, I mean? God, he's forbid. God forbid this nigga fucking raised this some shit like that. Made this shit up. I, I, I will be fucking livid. But, yo, my man, this nigga's been going through it for the last 10 or 15 years of his life. These, th- those are the type of things that everything is a work, bro. Anything that, that seems serious, so niggas like that, it has to be a work. And it's like, you got to be a real piece of shit to be like, what if we said Roman had cancer? What kind of ratings would we get out of that? I don't put anything past Vince McMahon, though. 
But there's no way that that was bullshit. The nigga, it's fucking, some of that shit's public record. Like, like, you can look this shit up. His hospital stays and all that bullshit. Like, it's on there, bro. Joe and I, look this shit up. You're going to see some shit on there. Like, come on, son. Like, these niggas is retarded, bro. Some of the shit that comes out of their mouth is like, are you fucking serious right now, bro? Are you serious with that comment? And then the nigga said it and poof, just kept it moving and moved on to the next thing. Like, he didn't just say what he said. But he knew what he was doing. There's no way he didn't know what he was doing. Because this shit has blown up everywhere. That Vince Russo, who I think is a nut job in fucking wrestling, yeah. one of the craziest niggas ever, was ripping his ass Apart. to take on the Twitch show. He went off on him, bro. Off. Like, are you a... What type of piece of shit can you be, bro? Are you fucking serious? Like, even if that shit was a storyline, I hope that it wasn't. But even if it was... What the fuck? Like, you still exactly. don't say it like that. Exactly. I don't but. think it was a storyline, though. I'm just my personal opinion. I, I I know I know that Vince can be, and Vince is done, and, and he's pushed it with a lot of shit. Kate, oh, hell yeah. You know, on, man. Fuck Booker T's wife. I would have sex with your wife, Booker. And all that crazy shit. All right, that's Dude, right. dude he made people think that Eddie was really Dominic's father, bro. He made people think that he died in a limo explosion. Fuck you, mean? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you talking about? Like, uh, he made he made people think he was just the announcer. Dude. Word, yo, word. Fuck my, you. My man's wait, wait, wait. He supposedly had a match with God. Yo, no, well, it was a tag match. It was it was him and it was him and Shane against Sean and God. And and God no showed. He he didn't get a payday that night. But my man's like, come <laughs> on now. Or nigga that, went to the church. He's in the church. Like, I have more power than God. Like, yo, you gonna die right now. You wildin'. The fuck are you doing? Exactly. Exactly. But nah, son. I, I Roman Reigns does the person he is outside of the ring does not come off as somebody that would be cool with doing that as a storyline. I mean, he obviously they talked about it and they bought it in. They had to mention it, and all the time he was gone, and they kind of tied it in a little bit when he came back. You know, Drew cut those promos on him about, you know, you being sick and you ain't ready for me, all this bullshit, whatever, whatever. I think that's the farthest they went with it, and then it just they changed over, whatever, fine. But yeah, you can tell like they they had to they had to. They had to yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to poke a little something at that as well from their WrestleMania match. So we'll, we're gonna get to that. Right. But um, this is all the this is all the time I, I want. I, this is more than enough time I wanted to spend on this bird ass nigga. But I just want to say this: I put that on our IG story Words. for people to know. If you are following or giving this motherfucker money on them dirt sheets, my nigga, just stop following us. And if you don't, I'm gonna go to his fucking page. I'm gonna see if there's any fucking mutual friends, and I'm unfollowing. Well, I found I found his Instagram. <laughs> And there's nobody that we fuck with that follows him. His personal IG. My mother. I'm about to go on there and start spazzing and then like making fun of his kids and just being a real asshole. But you told nah, me nothing. This ain't got nothing to do with it. This ain't got nothing to do with it, man. I'm a fallback. They just got a stupid daddy. But anyways. All right. So. <laughs> He's a BJ. Um, there's, <laughs> there's something else going around. You know, I'm not even going to say it's legit. Or it's even a rumor. I just think that this is what people are are rumming up right now because we didn't see him in Survivor Series. We haven't seen him in a while, and wifey got fired. 
So now they're saying that these are reports. None of this is even alleged, to be honest. They're saying that, you know, WWE has forgotten about Aleister Black and supposedly uh, one of the higher ups or one of the people writing are just saying that they don't have anything for him and they don't see anything for him. Now, Aleister Black had asked to go back to NXT and it was denied. So a lot of these reports started coming out. That was denied. His wife, he's fired. They're not doing anything with him. One of the big four pay-per-views come. He's not there. What do you guys think is going on with Alistair Black? And Bing, you got this one first. Talk I, I think he's being punished for what, what Zelina Vega did. You know how WWE is. Just look at look at Lana and Rusev. Look at all the shit they put her through since Rusev been fired. Like, I think I think they didn't really know what to do with him when they brought him up to begin with. I think that he had so much potential for so many feuds that they teased and didn't give us. He should have been a singles champion. Like, that whole feud he had with Seth and that whole thing, like, they should have pushed that more. He should have been the one beefing with Seth and having the high-profile matches. It should have been him versus Seth at WrestleMania, my opinion, you know what I mean? Just to boost him up. The nigga is too talented. He cuts a good promo. He's fucking super raw in the ring. How do you not have something for somebody like that? Just look at him. Nobody looks like him in WWE. Nobody wrestles like him. Nobody talks like him. Nobody has that background story. None of that. Yeah, there's all the dark characters, but not like that. You know what I mean? Okay. So he was presented in NXT, from the minute he came in, he was made to feel mysterious and dark and important and that fucking theme song played and he fucking sat up in the coffin and walked out on that first NXT takeover and those fucking people lost their mind. They hadn't even seen him wrestle yet. Lost their fucking mind because you look at him and that nigga looks like a fucking star. You're not doing anything with him because you fucking don't want to do anything with him. Not because you don't have anything for him. You're not doing anything with him because you want to punish him because his wife Said, I'm not giving up 50 racks a fucking month because you niggas want to control my Twitch. Eat a dick. So because of that, I think he's being shitted on right now. On some shit. Okay. And, and the fact that he asked to go back to NXT and they told him no, that definitely tells me right there. They're like, you're not going to go back to NXT and build yourself back up. No, 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 no. Fuck you. Your wife wanted to leave? All right. Now you're going to deal with it. You're going to pay for this now. You're going to sit on the fucking sidelines and eat shit, which is bullshit, but <laughs> not the first nigga they oh. done it. So, Woodrow, what do you think? I mean, what Bing is probably saying is true because with a character like his, you could use him in Retribution right now. You could use him with with uh, the Fiend. You know, he could have did some like real. He could have made a real impact on some storylines and. Facts. Yeah, like he's just in the cut, so it's like, has the WWF forgot about him? Are they teaching him a lesson? <laughs> so like you know i was thinking because you know there was reports that came out earlier this year before the war rumble that the two people that Heyman were pushing the most was him and drew mcintyre right and for him he said one of those two should be able to beat brock lesnar right mania they had him penciled in against lesnar at, at one point exactly and and it didn't happen. Now I understand the whole thing with uh with, with wifey getting fired and her, you know, actually, you know, putting her foot first and forward. 
I just think that they don't understand the character because right now, not only that at that moment, not only did they have the Undertaker there, even though he was just there, you know, sporadically, um, they also had the Fiend. You know what I'm saying? They had the Fiend as their dark character, and the way he comes in, he kind of comes in like the Fiend, but he's like, he's like the fucking the witch from the craft and shit. You know what I'm saying? He's the one. He's the one chilling in the fucking woods, trying trying to like you know do do a do you know read a spirit book and shit. I don't know. But... He's like a character. He's like he's like um. How do I how do I? It's a it's one of these DC characters, right? He's a demon from hell. Yeah. But the good guy though. But he's still <laughs> he fights and kills other demons, but he's still a demon. Like he uses his demon shit to fight other demons, what? but he's a good guy though. My thing, my thing is what I where I think they fucked up, and I understand that you know with the whole licensing of the music and all that shit, they got to change music around. I totally understand that, but do not take away that element of of his character. Don't take away the entrance. Right. I, you know, of course, this is not. But you know what? He has to learn how to make a different entrance, especially when there's not a crowd around. You right, can't right. do you can't do that coming up out of the ground out of the coffin type shit right, and you know because who who are you doing it for you're doing it for the people at home like you have to have like those like just just little things here and there to to grasp the people watching from home you know what I mean and well, I don't know, think he's I, that good you, you don't a, know if they didn't if if he wasn't pitching ideas and they just want to well, take yeah, it. we don't know that of course we don't of course we don't I'm just I'm just talking about from what I see. Right, right. You know I mean? And I feel like his his promo work wasn't really all that. Like he was trying to do the best with what they gave him. And I totally, totally respect that. Especially with that pick a fight with me shit. I like that though. I like that. I felt like they were trying to get away from that that uh you know that that dark character. They were just trying to make him something. Make him, just make him a instead of that exactly. dark character. He doesn't need to be a badass. He just needs to be himself. He needs to be that dark character. Right. You know, with the fucking bones and skulls and demons and all that shit. He, that's what he needs to be. Don't take him out of that. Don't take him out of that element. I could I do say one thing, too. Like, what Bing is saying also could just be an excuse. Because you said it before, too. Like, when he first came up, they didn't really know what to do with him. Yeah. Right. So it seems like, what if they just don't know what to do with this nigga? Like, regardless of whatever potential we see for him, in the long run, they just don't see that for him. And, yeah, they just got him there like, we don't know what to do. Send him back down to NXT, bro, where he was killing shit. I think it would be dope, especially now that they got a crowd and the way they got it set up and... How NXT is, I think it would work, bro. Hold on. Um, actually, one of our uh, one of our followers, hold on, I gotta shout him out because he had a great fucking idea, and I, I was going back and forth with him on this shit. Just give me a second, really quickly. Just gotta get uh, J Raw ninety one had an idea of sending him to NXT UK. Ooh, bro. Those are some fresh feuds over there. Fresh feuds. And that's where he started. Yeah. When he started with his with his um indie name over there, Tommy End. Tommy End. 
started over there, and then they brought him into the States. And got to remember, you know, he's a European guy himself. Right. He could really go. Imagine a, a, a match between him and Dragunov, him and Walter, him and Noam Dar. Him and him, Tyler Bate. Dude, him and Gallus. And Gallus, word, all three of them dudes, because they're all good, man. That would be dope, man. I, I think that's a fucking really good idea, bro. That is a... And, yo, I don't watch NXT UK as often. I'm not going to sit here in front like I do. But when I do catch that show, yo, them dudes go in, bro. This, they go they, in. They, fight, they wrestle a different style over there. It's much more strikes than... You know the American theatrical style. Yeah, they still it's still WWE. You're still gonna get all that, but them niggas that European style is different. And he would just fit in, like just send them over there and have him kill everybody and let him chase Walter's ass for that UK. Yeah, yeah, that would be lit. That would be awesome. That would like you said, there's a whole bunch of fresh foods there for him. Even in NXT, if he would go to NXT, there's a whole bunch of fresh foods there for him. But I think the one back versus Damian. What? And Damian Priest follows that that type of lifestyle, but he's just like the playboy of the shit. He got more. He got a little bit more charisma than Alistair Black does, though, man. You know what I mean? Like us melanated people are just naturally cooler and certain. <laughs> Put that nigga in other pants, and he's still going. He's still going freak it on you. Like he's still good money. Like yo, shout you know? out to Prince, bro. Shout out, shout out to my son. yo. Who was it that, that came up with um, Alistair at the same time? It was Ricochet, right? Yep. Ricochet together as a tag team was fire. Team. It, it was fire. Really? And then when they had... My, my bad, my bad. What no, I no, mean, go ahead, go ahead. When they, when they brought in um, Mustafa Ali, and they would, they, would, they would be like a six-man, and they looked like a dope-ass crew, and they used to do that superhero pose after oh. they all flip. Oh, my God, bro. That shit... I, that shit was there. That shit was fire. Yeah, son. Yeah, son. And now look yeah, at Alistair Black definitely had a couple couple moments where he looked like a legit yeah, star. Yeah. Oh, what the fuck happened, bro? Yeah, bro. I know. I people were saying, why don't they put him and Zelina together? And he's like, those two characters have nothing in common. Exactly. It would make no sense for the way they presented. Made no sense. Right. Like that's why, like you know, I, I you know I asked somebody, I was like, "What do you mean if you know Zelina and Alistair Black will go to AEW? They'll put them together and they'll be stars. Like they they don't match. Their characters do not match. She's not, and you know what's crazy? She plays the like crazy hood Latina chick, but she's really into the death metal and all that other bullshit. Like that's all that's good, real. But it just. I don't know, just the way that she looks, it doesn't come off that way on TV. And yo, let me tell you, she is so fine. Like, she don't gotta wrestle ever again. She can model for us, and she's good. Like, she's so bad. And like, she's super talented. So, for them niggas to get rid of her now with everything that's going on, and to like, and maybe, I mean, this is just me speculating, maybe to be punishing Alistair for that, just don't make no sense to me, because now... Hold got... on. Hold on. Okay. Hold on. They did this to another person who now is in the family. They did this to Triple H, bro. For a whole year, he ate shit. Yo, and for 365 days, 
Triple H won five matches. Two by DQ, when? and two exactly. <laughs> They did they did the whole thing with, with the current call and MSG. Of course, Vince looked at him like, oh, word, my nigga, those are your peoples? I bet. He's like, I'm not going to do it with Sean, because Sean's the one that's going to bring me the money. Sean's you the you were going to come up. So it had to be Hunter. And Hunter oh, ate sure. shit, like you said. Bro, hog pen match. Fucking. Dude, he, became, he became Shawn Michaels' lackey, basically, bro. Yes, he did. That nigga all that change stepped they... away from being Barry Horowitz. Yeah, he was. Yo, nigga was losing everything, and then they made him eat shit for a year, and then literally they were like, all right, you're going to win the King of the Ring. And it's fucking took nigga. Look what he is now. Yo, 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 what? You remember when he won the King of the Ring, what he did to the crown? He stomped on it, right? Yeah, he broke that shit. Yeah, he's like, I ain't, I ain't wearing this shit. <laughs> like, I'm not a court jester. He kept the scepter, though. Oh, the scepter's fire, my nigga. For, yo, you, how you, know who, you know who was thirsty as hell to wear the crown? Uh, Owen Hart? <laughs> no, your boy, Baron Corbin. Oh, <laughs> my, my nigga. Yo, but my nigga got the leather crown. This nigga, he, he mac daddy with that shit, bro. Nigga flying them off, fuck a Yeah, yeah. He, he took it to the next level. He took it to the next level, bro. He he over his, here looking like somebody from from fucking Game of Thrones and shit, be. His his real life persona, his real life person, his name like Pestak Thomas Pestak. He got another a whole another IG page. That nigga looks like somebody I would chill with. So that nigga smokes cigars, drinks fucking whiskey, grills fucking steaks, and fucks bitches. He be him, well, his wife. He be chilling like <laughs> that nigga keeps it simple as fuck. And yo, he's one of their top paid niggas, bro. He's in that. You know what it is? He playing his role, my nigga. Right, right, right. That's it. Not it. everybody can be a star, bro. Oh man, I think he's gonna get to that level though. I mean, I know we kind of went off subject real quick, but since you brought him up, like he's been doing real good work since the whole with the whole King gimmick. He finally. When they put him back in wrestling gear and they took him out the fucking waiter shirt and fucking pants and he won the king of the ring. Ever since that's happened, his heel work, niggas sleep on him, bro. He can cut a promo, he can go in the ring, and he, he no matter what he does or says, he gets booed, niggas doing his job, bro. Exactly. Uh, I've been said that about him, bro. He's, he's true. amazing as a fucking heel, bro. Yeah, hey, like, oh, you can't compare him to MJF. You gotta be fucking kidding me, my nigga. MJF does his MJF talk. Somebody's young boy until until they say so, my nigga. Right. MJF cannot go in the ring. Promo, not a lot of people are fucking with him, let's be real. But in the ring, he's the most basic of basic. Like, yeah. You know, right. Yeah. I totally right. agree. That nigga's Promo is crazy. Four half moves of Doom. Fuck out of here. <laughs> And then he, he looks like a Hasbro character. <laughs> Yo, you remember the Hasbro, the, the little, the little fucking WWE toys? That, that's what MJF looked like. The big square head and the fucking yeah, exactly what he looks like. Fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking Carl Mac Long Island motherfucker. Anyways, face looks like they made it with a 3D printer, but whatever. <laughs> Burberry so, scarf looks like he bought it on Main Street. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, they were trying to they were trying to sell them the the button down together for thirty. 
That nigga got that. That nigga got that rubber car from the Don District. You heard? <laughs> yeah, fuck the Don District, bro. They oh, fuck shit. everything up. Yeah, they, they they got they got a cease and desist, but they don't see these hoodies though. But anyways, oh, woo wee, don't get you. I like I like the little touch you did with the nine on the pyramid shit. That's gonna go over some people's head. Yeah, that's definitely gonna Man, go over. Nine on there. Yeah. I like that though. I peeped it. I said, not nah, you slick motherfucker. I see. I see. <laughs> but uh, we had Survivor Series this past weekend, and this yeah. was a Survivor Series that wasn't as hyped as the year before because the year before we had NXT infiltrating, and it was amazing. Personally, I like the fact that they did not have NXT a part of this, a part of the Survivor Series, because I want that to be like something special. You right. know what I'm saying? That, that the next time that should come around, it's because somebody went to NXT first and started talking shit about them. Like, oh, y'all niggas thought y'all was big the other year and da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, let, let that shit simmer a bit. Peep, peep this though. Peep everyone that was on the NXT Survivor Series team last year, and look where they are now. Yes, they were look, made. Walter's still the NXT UK champ. Damon Priest has won the North American Championship. All right, he lost it, but he's still in the contention. Matt Riddle won a tag team title NXT. He's on the main roster. Yep. Uh, who else was on that team? Uh, Keith, oh, Keith, Keith Lee. Look at Keith Lee. Fucking superstar and Dijakovic, I he's in retribution. But you know what? He's, 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 making, he's making it happen. Making it right. happen. He's on the main roster. All five of those dudes elevated off of that match from last year. So it's cool that they didn't overkill it. And this, let me just say this. Let it me was, just say this. With Keith Lee, bro, people are already like shutting it down, saying that he ain't he ain't being. He, he ain't being fucking displayed, whatever it may be. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, people tend to forget the way AJ Styles came through. Facts. You know what I'm saying? People tend to forget that, like, this is the same shit they were saying about AJ. Oh, you see? WWE ain't know what to do with this nigga. He's going to get lost in the source. Had a WrestleMania match with Chris Jericho. Had a WrestleMania match with Undertaker. Had a WrestleMania match, and I'm sorry, but when WrestleMania come around, Shane McMahon gets down. I'm sorry, bro. Opening hard match that lit set the whole tone for the WrestleMania that year. Probably one of the best matches on the card. AJ can wrestle a fucking broomstick, though, and make the broomstick good. And you know what? Do not hinder the gender, and he took that championship from gender. I don't give a fuck what nobody says, bro. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. I'm a Jinder Mahal fan. Him as champion was fucking amazing. It fucking <laughs> took me back to when I was a kid. He was a natural heel, bro. A natural foreign heel that you just didn't like. The whole shock win of that was fucking crazy. But, like, for niggas to be shitting on Keith Lee, bro, did, did you not just see the fact that the Raw teams swept SmackDown and he got an elimination? He got the last pin. Come on, son. With his finisher. On, on, Yo, what was, with, what was with the sweep? I, I don't know, but no, I, I, I think that was supposed to be all right. So you see, the raw team they couldn't get together. They they they, they were they were all over the place. Or who's the fucking um? Who's the captain? Captain, yeah. But yet, people didn't see the dysfunction within SmackDown crew. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And they had so, to make 
right. together every week leading up to Survivor Series. Yes, they were bickering, but they made that team quick. Yeah. And they made that and yo, that shit was entertaining. The SmackDown team didn't get its last member till fucking Friday before the event. And then nobody listened to Jay Uso. That's the thing. You had to put that in there for a part of the fucking Roman story. Facts. You got to put that in there, part of the Roman story. And then it just makes Keith Lee look better that that's the person that he pinned and eliminated because Uso is arguably the second hottest heel in the company right now because of the Roman story. And he gets pinned by Keith Lee. How the fuck does that not help Keith? How does that not help Jay Uso now? Because now you got to deal with Roman being mad at you and all the shit and getting bitched at and all that. And that just elevates that story and puts more character into that story yep. so what they did with that i wasn't i wasn't feeling maybe them going five and oh maybe they could have eliminated one nigga from raw or two but i i get it why they did that because that just led into more, more deeper storylines because now look what happened on raw you know what i mean look yeah. what we got for next week that triple threat which is gonna be whew, oh boy and it's i'm surprised like, I'm pulling, you know, I'm pulling for AJ. I want to see AJ versus Drew McIntyre. See what happens, but before we move into Raw, um, give me your favorite match from Survivor Series. Uh, let, let's get let's get Woodrow to start this one off. I mean, honestly, it wasn't even a match, bro. It was the whole Undertaker thing. That was pretty much my favorite. That should hit. That should hit you in all the fields, right? Yo, yeah. I swear, yo, I swear to God, bro. When, when he said "rest in peace." I just got mad chills. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> and the whole fucking um, two-pack hologram that they gave Paul Barrow. Oh, 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 that was beautiful. I was feeling that. I was really my feeling hair, that. My fucking hairs are standing up right now because of that shit. Look at that shit. Yo, dude. Nigga. Bro. I, 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 didn't like, I didn't like the little, the little noise. And like the little, oh yeah, I was like, wait a second, like it didn't even sound like him. It was probably his son that did it. I don't know. That was the that was the soundbite that that they used from when Paul Bearer Undertaker came back at WrestleMania 20. Remember that whole storyline that came. Uh, then the lights went out, whatever. Mm-hmm. And that fucking plate garden went nuts. Bananas. So that's the soundbite that they used, nigga. Yeah, what that was that was an ill moment. That whole video package that they did, holy shit, bro! You know what it took me back to? So it took me back to the Royal Rumble match with him and Yokozuna that ca- that casket match, oh. where he came out of the screen. I shit you not, my nigga. As a fucking kid, I'm like, oh fuck. They I'll killed him. He's <laughs> really dead, yo. Dead. And then, yo, I swear to you, all. As soon as I said, yo, he's really dead, I, I hear this in the back of my head. And it's my brother smacking me. Nigga, stop being so fucking stupid. That shit fake. And I'm like, nigga, you fake, nigga. Fuck you. That shit is real. People fake. It was just a perfect send off. I know it wasn't like done in front of a crowd, which is probably the only thing that took away from it. And I know, you know, for him. He'd rather have gone out, you know, with the crowd there. With a crowd, definitely. But just the way it was done, it was pretty dope. And just, like, just everything he did, like, 
to come back after that would be fucking corny. They should just let it ride. That's it. Like, if if he would have came back, it would have to be, like, the Fiend fucking shit up. Because that's the only match. So then what was the point of doing this whole thing? To set up WrestleMania. It has to be a setup. It has to be a setup. I got, I got, I got. Do it. Before I question. It's perfect. I'm a, I'm, before I answer your question, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think, all right, this might be the last ride of The Undertaker, and The Undertaker might be retired. But is Mark Calloway retired, though? Is the American badass retired? <laughs> Maybe The Undertaker character that's the last time we're going to see it in that incarnation, but uh, do you think it's uh, done? You know I mean? Nah, nah, nah. You, you, no. The Undertaker is too iconic. I feel he's you. Always, I, I, he's I, always excited. Even when he was the American Badass, even when he was himself, like Mark Calloway, he was always tied in with the, the character of The Undertaker, regardless of what he was or what he is. Right, you know right. what I'm saying? So he... He's done. And then when I say that it's perfect, it's like you, your debut pay-per-view event, November 22nd, 1990, your last pay-per-view event, November 22nd, 2020. 2020. That's perfect. That's pretty fine. The only other person that had a better send-off with Shawn Michaels. Only other person. Facts, bro. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can't... Mick Foley had a pretty good send-off. Yo, you know who could have had the best? Ric Flair. He fucked it up by going to TNA. He went to TNA. Bro, he was struggling. He gave us some classic classic moments, especially the one with him and Jay Lethal. You know what I'm saying? When they were doing the woo battle. But that nigga, that nigga fought in a version of a Hell in a Cell, a fucking eight-man Hell in a Cell match. This nigga's in dress shoes and dress pants. He takes the biggest bump. Oh he cuts himself God. so fucking deep that he was leaking. His hair was red. And he was like 60-something years old doing that shit. And I'm like, what Why? the fuck? doing? And come to find out, nigga, his, his ex-wife, he took him to the cleaners, bro. That nigga... But anyway, all right, getting back to Survivor Series. My favorite match, Street Profits and New Day. Let's yes. fuck. Yes, yes, let's talk about it. Ooh, Listen, but the torch was passed. New Day, New Day is going to go down as one of the greatest tag teams and, and trios and groups of all time. I don't care what nobody says. The proof is in the pudding. The proof is in the money they made. The proof is in the stars that they've made, how big these niggas are. Look what they're doing outside of the ring. Austin Creed about to host the G4 fucking awards, which if you watch video games, that's like the fucking Grammys of video games. Big E's on a fucking cartoon, on Cartoon Network, some ill-ass kind of like Samurai Jack type of shit. He plays the main character. Kofi became fucking WWE champion while being the New Day. These niggas is nine-time tag champs. Ten times tag chance. They've done everything they can do. Now, now you pay it forward. For all the people that took that laid down for you to you to, for you to get where you are, now you gotta do it. And they did it against the perfect motherfucking team. Yo, street profits, and you know this. I did not like them at first. 
I yes, thought they I know. Would you either? Parody <laughs> act. What are they doing? Then I I paid attention and I watched and I let I let it breathe and I'm like, yo, Montez Ford is really good. Angelo Dawkins is a funny nigga. He's good on the mic and he's a good base to to help Montez. Now look at these niggas, bro. They are super over, super over. Stars. Montez Ford is going to be a fucking superstar. Yes. And I love Dawkins too, but. He's just there's he, something he, about Montez. He's Ford. gonna be U.S. champ and right. like and fit and 15 times 24 seven. Right, probably, but, but like Montez just has this. thing. He got that just like his wifey, like him and Bianca. They got this star quality thing about them that you just look at them and I've I seen them in Florida more. I and I'm just walking past and I was like, oh shit, Bianca Bella. It was right before she had her NXT championship match. Montez Ford, like, she was getting attention, but this nigga had fucking 100 people standing around him. And they were just starting getting popular at the time. He just has this shit. He was just standing there, chilling, and everyone kept coming up to him, taking pictures. All right, cool. Yeah, I'll take your picture. I'll sign your autograph. Like, just chill. Ew, like, them niggas, it it makes me smile because it's like, yo... You see where that shit's gonna go. You see how high, how far they're gonna go. You know what I mean? And it's fucking lit. Like, what makes me very happy about this is that everybody always talks about, you know, representation. Everybody always talks about how, you know, black people aren't represented, Hispanic people aren't represented in a, in a, in a true light within, you know, pro wrestling. Right. But, Yo, if you really do a deep dive, bro, if you really, really look at what's fucking going on, we've been represented. You know what I'm saying? Maybe not the way we want. Maybe, you know, not a John Cena way, but we haven't had our John Cena yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? We haven't had it yet. Are we going to have it? Maybe. Maybe. But it's not there yet. You know, shout out to Kofi for winning the title at Mania. You know what I'm saying? He didn't win the title at uh, Battleground. He didn't win the title at Fastlane. He didn't win the title at Money in the Bank. Won that shit at WrestleMania. Right. Facts. And for whatever anybody wants to say about that seven-month reign, my nigga, yo, listen. He was in the ring where only people that were good enough to fucking go for that title. Like, who else you wanted that nigga in the ring with? Who he defended the title against, bro? Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, Daniel Bryan, uh, Dolph Ziggler. Yeah, but it was it was Randy Orton for like three months. Right, but it's like still though, look at just look at the people he was in the ring with. Niggas that have all either walked that path or have been on that path before, like. And he needed that though. It had to be those people. And I don't care what people that hit. his title run didn't sell tickets and all this bullshit and blah blah blah. Nigga, you must have not been watching SmackDown because every time I saw that motherfucker come on the camera, the people was going crazy for him. They would say, Kofi, Kofi. So like it's like you said, bro. It, it, and then and a historic thing that they did him winning the title at WrestleMania. But like just New Day as a whole, bro, that whole group. Yes, yes. It, to go down as legendary group in in wrestling in all of wrestling not just WWE in all of wrestling and street profits, street profits are next street profits are next bro 
not even next. Street Profits are now. Yeah. yeah. They got now and they got next. You know what Yo, I mean? Watch out, watch out for uh, um, Angelo Dawkins, that, that, um, that that uh swing and net breaker he did where it looked like he was going for the going for the the what what was that what's that move that that um Finn does not the nine sixteen six nineteen whatever they call it nineteen sixteen the DDT the right. the, the DDT and he switched it over yo round yeah that move was crazy fire fire oh and he's a big nigga so for him to do that that that's a finisher that yeah, that's a finisher. Bro, Montez Ford, listen, I, 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 Eddie Guerrero and RVD, best frog splashes in wrestling. He's right there. He's getting close. He's getting close. Nigga, his shit is up there, bro. That motherfucker gets up there. Like, the camera literally stands up for him, like, on some shit. It's crazy. Dude, when he, when he, you gotta say that again, Wood? I said, and he turns in the air. And yep. he turns. He didn't. He didn't turn Survivor Series, but that that one's ill. He gets that high and then fucking turn and lands that shit perfectly. Like, pss, bro, man, that match was so good, bro. I, when that shit was done, I I found my I'm fucking standing up. Like, why am I standing? And I realized I was standing the last five minutes of the match and didn't even realize it. That's how into the shit they told me. And I yo, thank you, bro. Fuck, man. Yeah, shout out, yo, to be honest, yo, shout out to the Jabba Tears. They hosted a great fucking uh, viewing party at Legends for uh, Survivor Series. And, you know, like people there, they they were they were into it. They were into it, bro. Like it was just like this was this was a match they were waiting for. They were like, all right, cool, let's see what's gonna happen here. Are we gonna get the time? Dude, we got the time, and they gave us a phenomenal match to where Dude, FTR even even tweeted out like, "Thank you, Street Profit and New Day." His niggas know, bro. You know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, bro. At the end of the day, I understand that WWE only focuses on three or four teams when it comes to their tag team division. But listen, past five years, easy, right. easy. Past five years, we've been getting bangers, bro. Yep, we've been getting bangers. Yo, all all three brands, time, bro. And the, we've had some good team. We, I, I'm gonna go back and uh, let's Tyson Kidd and Cesaro. Yes, with the facts. Dude, who was saying facts? Who was saying facts before them? Let's be honest. Nobody. <laughs> Yo, that shit is a, that shit is a saying now, bro. Word up. That is true, bro. That is that that was that was a good fucking tag team, bro. Great Jeez. fucking tag team. Great tag team. DIY. Word. But going off of the New Day and 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 Street Profit match, like. The women's Survivor Series match. Yo, Bianca Belair Bianca. is a fucking superstar, bro. So what she did to Naya? Yes, and she's fine as hell. God damn, that girl fine. But yo, <laughs> she is a superstar. <laughs> Holy shit, bro. I hate what they did with that match, though, bro. I knew we both said it. We, we was joking around. Yeah. To watch Lana be the, the final survivor. And then after we said it, I'm sitting here and I'm like, these motherfuckers. Bro, see, I, that's I know. Entertainment. That's a sports entertainment right there, bro. And where do they where are they going with that though? She's gonna right. have a, you know, you know what's gonna happen? She's gonna win the tag team titles with Asuka. I that after they did that on Raw, I was saying that shit here too. Yep. I was like, yo, they're gonna give this bitch the tag team titles with Asuka. They're gonna they're gonna do that. 
and they like it's gonna be on some she's gonna get the pin. Asuka's gonna do all the work. She's gonna get tagged in and she's gonna trip over her own titties and she's gonna pin fucking Nia Jax and beat beat her for the title. Awesome. She's gonna trip over her extension and she go, oh one, two, three, oh shit. Awesome shit. Now she's gonna she's gonna do that stretch she does with her leg and she's just gonna land over there. Like, oh shit, one, two, three. Oh, all right, we won. She's gonna drop her box on Nia's face, like bow, one, two, three. It's a wrap. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, <laughs> exactly. But um I want to get you guys thoughts. Uh let me I want to start off with Woodrow on this one. I want to get your thought on the McIntyre Reigns match. I thought it was a fire match. Um Don't hate me for this, all right? <laughs> I had I was getting there with Drew where I was like really starting to feel him and really starting to like believe in him. But I'm I'm kinda losing that with Drew. I don't know why. He's not I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's now that he got the title, it's kinda like he kinda peaked to me. That's just me. I don't know. Like so the match was good, it was alright, but I was more into what um Reigns was doing. I was watching Reigns more. I don't know. I just Drew is just I don't know. Yo, Wood, what do you think of all the commentary from Reigns in the ring? This is not the Drew I beat before. Yo, Joe, you've seen this shit before. Why won't you stay down? Like him audibly saying this for the people at home to hear. What did you think about that? That's that heel shit. Right? That's fire. That's that old school heel shit. Yes, yo, I fucking love that shit. I love it. I love love it. it. I love it because you know what it is? It also sets the story. It sets the tone in the match. Like, he's like, now you start thinking, like, damn, this nigga Reigns think he can't beat him. What's going to happen? Yo, what is he going to do? You know? You know? Like, and then it gets it gets the mind. It gets the mind of the fan. It gets the mind of the viewer, like, working. Like, oh, my God, what's going to happen next? Yo, man, I've been saying it for a while already, bro. That fucking Roman's that nigga, B. He's that dude, bro. For real, man. Yo, he's that yeah. fucking dude. And and that could be it. It could be just because Drew is beefing, he's feuding with Roman, right? So it's kind of like, I just... He's ready. Yeah, like, you could just tell, like, it's just like, nah, he's not ready. He's not there yet. God, baby. You know what I'm bro. saying? And I like the fact that right now they ain't really play up their match in WrestleMania. Because to be honest, that's something that Drew could hold in the back pocket and be like, yo, my man, you forgot about WrestleMania? You just, you you went through the skin of your teeth with that one. You know what I'm saying? Even in that WrestleMania match, you could tell there that Roman was still recouping. Yeah, they, they were not comfortable yet. Yeah, he was gassed, he didn't know what to do with himself. Right. Now Roman on a different level with you. Right. You know what I'm so saying? I'm, I'm, I, I've been a Drew, I've been a fucking Drew fan since he came back to the WWE. That that two years almost that he was a heel, he, he did a lot, but he didn't really do shit. When they turned him babyface, like, yo, it, it was happened just... Out of it happened out of nowhere. He just started counting for the Claymore, and motherfuckers started counting with him. Him eliminating Brock is what really solidified him as a babyface. Then him beating Brock is what I was like, alright, now let's see where they go with him. Nigga, he was a top, one of the main, most important parts of Raw during the whole 
when the pandemic really hit, that nigga was doing as much as he can, fucking two matches a night, all that extra shit. You get into the feud with Randy, matches are great, you lose the title. All right. He comes to SmackDown, tells fucking Roman, you're not wrestling him, nigga. You're wrestling me. I'm winning that title back. Wins the fucking title back. And then now you got these two beasts who we've seen wrestle before, right? But it's now a, the story comes into play. The, the story, right. The story comes into play now. Now Roman got the family in line. He got Jay Uso as a lackey. Got Paul Heyman with him. And Drew's the lone wolf. You know what I mean? And I'm going to keep it real. I didn't think Drew was going to win at all. Nah. I did not think they were going to... I don't think anybody's going to pin Roman. The next pin Roman takes is going to be whoever takes the title off him. And I'm going to say this. I think what they should do is, as strong of a character that Roman is at the moment, let him go through WrestleMania with the belt. Right? But this is the reason why. Let Drew chase that. Drew right now is chasing Roman. Roman set the tone. You're always going to be my favorite number two. <laughs> I think you're just a secondary. You're like, a secondary yo, champion. Yo, like, yo, my man, it's like, you ain't, you ain't really about what we're doing here. You what don't a, know what it is. What a you don't know the schedule. Condescending promo he cut. Like, that nigga, that nigga said that shit the way Alvarez said it. Like, just a whole condescending dickhead ass. Low tone, didn't get loud. Just told the nigga, like, nigga, you a side nigga. I'm the main nigga. Fuck yeah. what you talking about. And fuck out, bros. But anyways. <laughs> but, um, like I was saying, just like what he would, just just, just the way he said it and everything, this right, sets right. the tone of the story for them, too. Now, you maybe do not have them meeting at WrestleMania. Or maybe you do. Maybe some, some somewhere along the line, Miz actually gets that title with the MITB briefcase, right? And then, what what the fuck is Drew McIntyre doing? What if he just wins the Royal Rumble for a second time and says he wants to challenge Roman? He yeah. challenges Roman. He loses once again to fucking Roman Reigns at the biggest stage of the of the fucking year. Two times in a row, he lost to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. So right now, all that's in his head is training and going after Roman. This is the way you're going to build that next great feud. How many times did Rocky have to fucking go to Mania to fucking, um, uh, to, to beat Austin? It took three WrestleMania to beat Austin once. Three WrestleMania. And the first two, Rock went in as champion and came out the loser. The last one, there was no title on the line, whatever. But you're right. Them niggas headlined three different WrestleManias. Two were one year, well, I think one year apart, and then the last one was like four or five years from the second one, whatever it was. Like three, it was WrestleMania. 15, no, it was, it was 15, 15, 17, and 19. So they were all two years One year apart. apart each. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So they could, they could build it just like that. But in the mix of building all that, they got to keep Drew strong. They got to keep his character strong, whether he goes uh, heel or stays babyface the whole time, they got to keep him strong. But this right here is the foundation of their story. Yeah, man. You know, this you're right. really they did do. bring up that last WrestleMania match, but it can't <clears throat> like a video package or something or 
let's say they get a rematch or something like then they can start talking about it like uh roman has a victory at wrestlemania over drew already now roman beat him again like you said for the title now drew is like roman beat him at survivor series then roman beats him again at wrestlemania for the title and keeps the title like that's three losses where do you get your win SummerSlam. exactly you know what i mean in the in the in the in a cage or or last man standing or iron man match whoo shit iron man yeah, match. has to be something to set to to end the feud now you can't, you have, can't end it end it for the time right for the time being like let roman go somewhere else iron man match nigga and let drew win one nothing and get that pin in like minute 59 you know what i mean like <laughs> some shit like that like like what they did with with drew with kurt and Brock Lesnar on SmackDown, the niggas did an Iron Man match. That shit was nothing, nothing to the last two minutes. And Brock ended up winning 4-3. In two minutes, they got four pins. Because how much they beat the shit out of each other. Like, they can do some shit like this. Look how big them niggas are, bro. They can do some shit like that. And it'll be... It'll be, be amazing. Like, I'll be amazing. It was, a, it was a great main event. It was a great match. Roman is the fucking best heel in wrestling right now. Niggas cannot argue that with me. We can argue if you want, but you're going to lose because just look what he's doing. The ratings say it all, bro. Niggas want to talk about ratings? Look at the ratings just for the talking segment with him and Drew. The niggas got almost 2.8 million fans that watch that segment alone. You know what I mean? Exactly. exactly. Crazy. That's crazy. Like Niggas is drawing in crowds, bro. And, yo, got to give it to Drew, too, because it takes two to tango, bro. You need both dance partners, nigga. Yeah, shout out to the both of them, definitely. Drew's that nigga, you know, too. Uh, now we're seeing what they're doing on Raw with seeing who's going to ch- challenge McIntyre. So they had three three matches. Now they have a three, triple threat match happening. Shout out to fucking Riddle and Sheamus, because once again, yeah. a hard-hitting match. Good chemistry. You see that? Fireface, yeah, Fireface, yeah. bro. Yo, dude. <laughs> you see, uh, you see, Raw? Yo, dude, my man. When he went up to fucking uh, MVP, and he's like, "Yo, bro, bro," and he's like, "Yo, first of all, I'm not your bro." He's like, "Oh, <laughs> nigga, MVP up in his mouth to not laugh." Yo, that <laughs> it was funny, bro. Yo, Riddle's good, man. That that dude, he can take a fucking beating, though, because you know Sheamus is going to give it up. Yeah. I'll say it. Nick Christian, Edging, when Edging Christian had the podcast, Christian told this funny-ass story. You know, he does that shit where he has you outside the ring and then puts your arms around yeah, the rope. Yeah. And with, uh, with the pattern, yeah. He told him, when he, he threw him over the ropes to do it, and Christian had just come back from a torn peck, and he's like, I just come back from a torn peck. He says his real name. I don't know. I forgot what his real name is. He's like, okay, I got you, fella. And he's like, he hit me fucking harder than he ever did in his life. Bow, bow, bow. He just pounded his shit and then laughs. Like, eh, you'll be all right. Seamus going to give it up. And Riddle was hitting his, his ass hard. That's a, second, that, that's a second great match they had. Yeah, I just didn't like, I, I just think what is missing, especially from like the younger the younger wrestlers right now coming up, and you can't even say younger. They're, they're like late 20s, early 30s. But like the stars that are on the come up, right. I feel like they have to sell the beating a little more. 
I agree with you. Like for a minute, like you know, uh, Riddle was selling the ankle, the leg, and then for some reason he, after the match, he wasn't selling it no more. Right. I mean, it's just like it's just like a little thing. It's nothing crazy. It's not gonna take away from the match, but I just feel like if that was added, it it would have heightened the match a little more. But they gave us a fucking amazing match. Just, just look at AJ. You know what I'm saying? AJ with with Orton. Like after he pinned Orton, he fucking stumbled out the ring. He couldn't even like hold himself. He's like, oh my god. And he had, you know, he had big boy there. You know. But that's what separates AJ from everybody, though, because of little things like that. But also with some of these guys, especially if they were stars on the <clears throat> indie scene, nigga, and you know, bro, how yeah. indie matches are. Niggas get power bombed from a ladder off the top rope through a table, and niggas stands up and does another does twenty five other moves to another spot. They still have that that shit so ingrained in them that the WWE got to kind of break that shit, break you yeah. out of it. You they they they're doing it though, especially because yeah, yo, really? he's, yo, he's really good. Gonna be a yeah, bro. He's gonna be a star. He's gonna be a star, man. I, I, I would love to see Riddle and McIntyre, to be honest. I wanna see Riddle come out uh come out on top next week in that triple threat match. What did you think of the way Keith Lee and Lashley's match ended? Because yo, like I'm it. I'm really big on Lashley now lately, bro. Lashley's he's fucking flex. Yeah, bro. With ease. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Niggas sleep on Lashley B. Niggas that that dude. He, he's the total package. He can talk. He talks it. He walks it. He can sell. He can be babyface. He can be heel. I think he's better as a heel. But, yo, bro, dude is ill. Dude is ill. And I kind of didn't get why MVP interfered, but it kept kept him strong. He didn't get pinned, maybe. That's why they didn't want to pin the U.S. champ. He hasn't eaten a pin in a couple of months, so it could have yeah. been that. Man, like, there could have been a different way. It could have been a different way. Even yo, even if it was a double count out, so they both look good at the end, and you just have Riddle and Styles, right? But I think having Lee in in that because we've seen Riddle and Styles a couple of times already. I think having Lee in there because we haven't seen Lee and Riddle on the main roster, we haven't seen AJ and Lee in the main roster. So having those three do it up, I'm gonna keep it real, bro. I fuck with all three of them. I want to see Drew McIntyre against AJ Styles. I'm, it's a match that this happened on the Indies. I've never seen it, though. I heard they fucking tore the house down in England. Like, tore that shit the fuck down. And I could just imagine in my head, like, I can see just a spot fucking nigga goes for the, the DDT. Nigga gets out of it, hits him with a Pele. Fucking goes to do the phenomenal forearm, nigga ducks, goes for the clayboard, misses, gets puts in a fucking clashed out, gets out of that, boom, hits him with a clayboard. One, two, three. I see this shit in my head already. You feel me? Like I see it. And I'm like, yo, that shit gets me hyped for shit like that. Cause I'm like, AJ can put on a match with fucking anybody, but give that nigga a dance partner that can go. Holy shit, bro. Shit. Let's yeah, go. That'll be the best bet, because he could eat that loss and it doesn't make him look Less right. than what he is. Right. And right now, you're still building Riddle and Keith Lee. So you don't want to put that much on their plate to then take it away. And then you get the fucking psychotic wrestling community. Like, look what they're doing. They're burying him. And it's like, yo, relax. They're going to win every match. Calm down. <laughs> if, one of those, if Riddle or Lee gets the opportunity, that says a lot right there about what the company thinks of them. You yep. know what I mean? 
if it's AJ, that's fine too because he's fucking AJ. But I think with AJ, like you said, with AJ, he can take that loss and he'll be fine. And I think it might hurt Lee and Riddle a little bit to have a title match so early and lose, and then now you're all the way down in the back of the line. AJ is constantly floating around that main title picture, so that's that's why I, you know I kind of want to see it. You know what I mean? You know, a concept that uh that you have brought up would. Not even a concept, just like uh, you know, it's something that that you that you seen yourself. Yeah, because you know I noticed like at the at the end of at the end of Survivor Series. Can you hear me? All right, go go. My bad. You, you know we were just getting a little too much feedback. So like I just you know the end of Survivor Series it just ended, and you know it was over. Um. I remember back in the day, the pay-per-view, at the end of the pay-per-view, there was always a cliffhanger where you was just like, I can't I, I can't even imagine what's going to happen on Raw tomorrow. And I can't fucking wait. And then and then the, the show would always start either with Vince coming out or fucking Austin coming out or DX coming out or somebody coming out. And just like concluding the whole cliffhanger and somebody that the story end of that show the night before, which is come out the next night. That would be exactly the, right. Yeah, and set and set off raw like that would be the main event or something like. Nigga, they don't do that shit no more, bro. I would be in school. I would be in school just waiting for raw after school, waiting for raw. Go to, yeah. go to Beacon Center, be in that bitch till like seven o'clock and still waiting. Like, yo, I can't wait for fucking eight o'clock. I can't wait for this shit to start. And then be home and be flicking back and forth between Raw and Nitro and recording it. Lit. It's not like that no more though. So nah. well, not not they don't do it as frequent. I would say that because NXT was doing it for a while when they were bringing out new talent. So like when um, Adam Cole first got to NXT, <clears throat> he he just came out out of nowhere. And they're like, oh, my God, it's Adam Cole. And then there's people there with him. He attacked Drew, remember? Yeah, he attacked Drew. So the, the, shit, the shit was fucking insane. The shit was fucking insane. Um, what else? Uh, you had kind of a cliffhanger. With CM Punk a couple of years back when he beat what what's his name? When he beat uh Cena. Cena. When he beat Cena for the title. You know what I'm saying? You had you had that, and then you're wondering what's gonna happen next because the whole thing about that was that his contract was up. You didn't know what the fuck was gonna happen. Is he gonna leave with the title to ROH? Da 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 da. Like they've done it. But not to the degree that they used to do it back in the day because they will leave you with a cliffhanger on pay-per-view and then also leave you with a cliffhanger on, on Raw. Right. Exactly. Right. You would get two back-to-back. Yo, that's Attitude Era shit. You would get like, like yo, Unforgiven. What was it? That, I think it was Unforgiven where Austin was the special guest ref against Undertaker Kane. And they fucking double choke slam him, and he DQs both of them, and walk leaves with the fucking title. Yeah. The next day on Raw, Vince is like, 
another triple threat, and now I'm the referee and whatever, and they screw Austin again, and then Vince just takes the fucking title and walks out and leaves that shit on the cliffhanger for the next fucking Raw. And that went all the way into the next pay-per-view. They don't write that way no more, though. They don't write that. They do it, but to a certain extent, like, you see it. You see it with AEW sometimes. You know what I mean? Sometimes you see with AEW with, with with the way they 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 um they write their stories, but you were seeing it with Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton to give it a little more of oomph for their last for their last match in the Hell in a Cell. Right, like, right. oh my God, what is he doing? And then we had to go on fucking Twitter to see this motherfucker jabbed Randy Orton with a fucking pen and his eye and shit. Right. Like, oh, all right, cool, whatever. But it's just not done as much. And I feel like it's probably needed for certain segments. It's gonna be definitely needed. Like th- that, that shit could probably help re- retribution. Do you think? Do you think social media has something to do with the fact that they don't leave so many cliffhangers because there's so many spoilers and there's so much shit that gets out anyway? So for them to try and keep you hanging from one week to the next, this fucking I need to know now audience is not gonna wait. Like they're not gonna accept that. They won't be as hyped to wait a week to see what goes on. Niggas want to know right now, right now, right now. And I think that hurts the product a little bit. Of course. With the of way course. that that is. You feel me? Of course. I yeah, think it, yeah, definitely. What were you going to say, Wood? No, I said that was a good point. You know, like, that, that definitely, that definitely, um, like I said earlier, it helps. But it, it can't, they just can't do it all the time now. And then, like you said, with social media right now, Everybody's always gonna like spoil something, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, uh, it was taped. All right, I'm 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 hollering at my man's. It was there. He's gonna tell me what happens. I'm gonna spoil the shit. Right, and I'm gonna put it on my fucking blog. They got 23 followers. Well, shout out to Eric Bischoff, bro. He tried to spoil the the fact that fucking mankind was gonna win the the WWE title. No, and let me tell you, you want to talk about a shit eating moment? <laughs> That nigga ate shit for 20 years after that. Yep. To this day. And he knows it. And listen, I listen to that show too. He's very transparent. He's very opinionated. But I fuck with that. And he's an asshole. But I fuck with it too. Because, yo, he's honest. Like, nigga, he's like, I didn't grow up watching NWA. I lived in Minnesota, nigga. I'm an AWA guy. I didn't know about WWF. I didn't know about this. Like, he was a business nigga. He got there to help their business end because of how he looked. Yeah. Put him on fucking TV, right? Like, yo, that moment, and he says it like, I fucked up. <laughs> He's like, I fucked up. You know what happened? Everybody turned the fucking channel. Yo, if you look, and he says it. Them niggas had, they were at a, like, four or five million people were watching Nitro at that time. Half the fucking audience turned the channel to USA. Them niggas lost two million people in a minute. A, I thought it was a half a million. Nah, nigga, they were at that point they had like four point eight million people watching or some shit like that regularly. The amount of people that turned, it was almost half their audience wow. that turned to just out of curiosity, and a couple of those people stayed. These are these are like, damn, you giving away results? Let's go see what's going on over here. Why are you giving away results? One of the best title changes. Of all fucking time, shout out to Stone Cold Steve Austin for that. One of the best title changes ever, like, like and you try and fuck it up, and <laughs> look what happens. Exactly. 
exactly, man. Funny, but um, it, it, I think it's something that uh that could definitely, you know, be used. It's right. something I feel like they need to they need to use. Do you think maybe certain talent and certain storylines could benefit more? Yeah. If hanger endings than just doing it randomly just to get somebody else over. I, I think the fact that they use Jew and Orton for that is because yo Orton and Orton's more old school that type of mentality. Main event, main event caliber people. Right, exactly. main event caliber people. Exactly. All right, that's what I, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. But, uh, like Yo, that. fellas, man, we were going, we're going at an hour thirty already. <laughs> so, um, you know, I'm, I'm gonna cut it here. You know, got the holidays coming up, Thanksgiving. Yeah, man. Hope everybody has a blessful one. You know what I'm saying? And you know, just like what you always says, love who you love. You know, be with your family, and you know, just enjoy, enjoy what you can because you know now, you know, it's a little different. Motherfuckers out here in New York got restrictions. They see f- more than four people in a the car. They stopping niggas, giving niggas a thousand dollar fine and shit. Shit, shit is, shit is getting bonkers out here, P. Damn, yeah, man. really? Yeah. They're not doing none of that shit out here. They don't give a fuck. I, they don't care. It, they trying to open up shit out here. They not with that shutting shit down. Florida crazy, bro. But yeah, man, yo. Black Friday probably going to be sick in Florida. Black, oh, I mean... Yo, you know, Friday is going to spike up the COVID rate. They're already doing out here, like, every Friday since the first week of November, all these all these spots have had Black Friday sales every Friday wow. going on until, until the first week of December. And wow. then for the Christmas shopping, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they're going to have deals all the way to the week of Christmas. To not overwork people and to not have a million people working on Black Friday, you know, like to try to avoid all that like extra shit. But niggas is wilding out here. They don't give a fuck. These people still going to the beach and shit. Niggas don't care, bro. Niggas don't. They still club. The clubs is open out here. My man's promote downtown. Shout out to my niggas, wavy boys. You know, I used to work with them niggas. Bunch of young niggas doing their thing. Yo, they just had fucking one of the illest spots downtown fucking on tilt. That shit had 2,000 people in that bitch. Shut down? There wasn't shit shut down. The cops was out there partying with niggas at the end of the night. Them niggas had, was outside smoking hookah with the fucking beat cops that moved the traffic along downtown type oh, shit. Great, great. Share the hookah. That's awesome. That's, this, this is what I'm wow. telling you, bro. It's crazy out there. What is that word, Joe? Joe? That shit is what? That's a sick-ass story. Shit is nasty. Nasty. <laughs> Yo, man, my brothers, man, I just want to say you something, man. Like, super proud of y'all niggas, man. Everything y'all been doing, bro. I love y'all to death, man. Stay, you know, have a good holiday with your families, with your wife, my, my nigga Knotts, with your shorty Wood and the, and the family, and sister, your nephew, your mom Dukes, and Jazz, and all that. Like, you know what I mean? It's rough. It's rough for me because I can't see my parents you know what i mean i just i can't it's just not gonna happen so it sucks a little but i got my baby girl i got my wifey here so you know i'm gonna be all right we're gonna make the best of it but like definitely proud of y'all bro i'm so happy to be a part of it and and just seeing everything and the growth and storyline tease and like 2020 been a fucking crazy ass year yo but ain't stopped shit niggas is still growing niggas is still prospering grinding so we fucking gonna keep go getting at it and keep getting it. You know what I mean? Right. Episode one thirty one. 
Nigga, this time next year, it'll be episode 231. That's fucking crazy to me, bro. And <laughs> like, that's crazy. Yo, niggas is out here with 300 episodes. 300 episodes deep. What the like, fuck? <laughs> Word up. Like, that shit is nasty. <laughs> <laughs> episode 345. Holy shit. But definitely, man, is, you know what I'm saying? Be thankful for what we got. Word. I mean, shit can always be worse. Yeah, man. And, you know what I mean? It's going to get better. Yeah, man. It's going to get better. You know what? Shout yeah. out to fucking uh, Gangsta Gibbs, man. Word. Grammy nomination. Grammy nomination. So, I, I think the song I'm going to play, of course, I got to play something from Alfredo, but I feel like it's very uh very perfect for the mood very apropos as they say oh apropos yes my man and it's gonna be god is perfect ah, i like that that's a good point right there and i just want to say it's pretty dope to see jay electronica freddie gibbs and uh alchemist oh, grammy nominations that's pretty much like my whole top five right there and those are, honestly, that honestly, those are three of the best albums that come out this year. Like them niggas got half of that shit right. I don't know who the other two nominated. I think maybe the Stallion got nominated. I'm not a fan of that dude at all. I don't. I'm not. I don't. Listen, listen to this. That Marvin the Stallion Nas has had, I believe it's twenty nominations throughout his career and has never won a Grammy. That's insane. And honestly, I feel like considering this is Nas's best work in a long time. You think he's gonna so take it? Like they give it to him. That'll be dope. Are you are you surprised that they didn't um nominate West Side Gun? No. I, I'm not surprised that they didn't nominate West Side Gun because of just the his style, his style, his main fan base, where he is in the game. He just got his commercial deal. Grammys are for commercial artists at the end of the day. Like, Freddie Gibbs is signed to a major label. Yeah, the album can be looked at like a mixtape, but nigga, that's a fucking an album. Like, that's a major label release. He's on RCA, one of these fucking labels. Like, Westside just got his major deal. So, they're not going to nominate an indie artist for a Grammy. They're just not. You know what I mean? Like, has he had work that's Grammy nominated worthy? Fucking absolutely, just this year alone, nigga. The last three projects could have been nominated for a Grammy, but none of them are major label releases, so he's not going to get that nod, regardless of how much work he put in and regardless of how good the work is. And yo, I could have sworn his last album was a shady release, no? No, nigga. The not next even that. You know, with these fucking. Who made with the these? But that it was too late for the fucking the, the nominations to go in. That shit came out exactly. last month. Yeah, these nominees, they got to put, like, they got to re- put in the album, submit yeah, it. got to put in to, to be nominated. It. They got to pay for that shit, too. Yeah, it has to be done by a certain by a certain time frame and shit. Like, listen. Yo, I'll, Who Made the Sunshine was Griselda Shady Interscope. Yeah, that was that was the major label debut. And he got one more, and then he's done. No, actually, he's already done. Yeah, he's done. He's, a, he's already out his deal. And Conway, too. Conway's dropping the next album. The, the well, the one that just dropped was not the major label release. God don't make mistakes, which is coming out. I think Christmas Day. That is the shady debut, and then he's done with shady too. 
Yes, son. And they That's drop a dope name for an album. God don't make mistakes. From King to a God and God don't make mistakes. Them shits is like a one A or one B. They're not like a continuation, but it's it's in the same vein. The way he was explaining it, and I'm like, he was playing some snippets on his live the other day. Jesus Christ, holy! You shit. already know he coming with fire. His selection no. is fucking insane, my nigga. Godly, oh. I was. Like, Yo, don't rap. Just let the beat play. Like, oh, session fire. Word up. Rose, we're going to be out of here. Yes, this sir. So 31 of the 20 by 20 podcast. We are your host, Nathan McFly with Shinigga Woodrow, man. Shout out to Nation of Domination. Shout out to my brothers. 20 by 20 storyline tees. Check your girl's phone for scam likely. If you see my number, don't text me. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it's your boy B-I-N-G Bing you heard. You already know, man. Shout out to my bros. 2020 podcast, storyline tease. Fuck your cease and desist, nigga. We got shit coming. You heard it's still yeah. And, um, yo, thank you for everybody for listening, everybody following, all the retweets, the reposts, and anybody listening, all the downloads. We appreciate y'all. We fucks with y'all. Thank you, my niggas. I love y'all. You already know, know, B. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. The district. <laughs> <laughs> yo, peace. Peace, peace. My brain now. Cause really, I fuck with this rapper, my niggas still selling cocaine now. The crackers, they got enough on us to go start a motherfucking case now. A nigga get hit with the Rico, they come and they snatching the game now. Big sticks long in the bitch, got ball holes in the shit. Big fin ball in his bitch, this one really burn her all in the sit. Had a pipe, I should've wore a diaper when I hit him, left his drawers full of shit. Nigga blow it, us, they getting blown down, but I be so proud to put the dope down. For the microphone, check, one, two, mic check up. Still back that blood out of Savannah, I pray to make in my brain, I got the rank, I got the blessing. Take some metros out the brick, we press a brick, it ain't no pressure. Guess I microphone check, one, two, mic check. Still back that blood out of Savannah, I pray to make up. All this gang shit in my brain, I got the rank, I got the blessing. Take some metros out the brick, we press a brick, it ain't no pressure. Guess I gangland shit, fuck around, get gangland hit. I'ma catch a little bitch right till when it's click, then go better whole gang get bitch. With a watch and a chain, that bitch. Set up up, yeah, I train that bitch. Fucking in the eight for they four days straight, but a nigga never claimed that bitch. I be talking that shit like I'm bulletproof. Fucking DM, I'm sending the pillars through. I be fucking with the G's, Chris, Bloods, BDs, man, this shit get political. Hit the John, I'm whipping the miracle. Get this morning, I'm scraping the residue. I done shop with Colombianos and the Mexicanos, man, this shit get political. Rock it up and blade that shit. Dog food, nigga slain that shit. Nigga shot at me and missed with the whole damn clip. Yeah, the bitch couldn't aim that shit. The nigga might get gangland hit. Then he side insane that 
that shit. Niggas out of me and bitch with the whole damn clip. Yeah, the bitch can aim that shit. Fuck nigga, microphone check. One, two, mic check. Still back that blood out of Savannah. I pray to Mecca. All this gang shit in my brain. I got the rank, I got the blessing. Take some metros out the brick. We press a brick, it ain't no pressure. Guess I microphone check. One, two, mic check. Still back that blood out of Savannah. I pray to Mecca. All this gang shit in my brain. I got the rank, I got the blessing. Take some metros out the brick. change people. It's something that no one will ever be able to capture on film. It'll just be something that you see and all of a sudden you realize, I'm on the wrong page. Or I'm on the right page, but I'm on the wrong note. And I've got to get in sync with everyone else to understand what's happening in this country.